everyone to the 813 Area Podcast. Colin Sherwin alongside Brock Bjorn live from the Tampa Bay Wave Studios, the Source Toad Studio here on Kennedy Boulevard. Beautiful Kennedy Boulevard. Beautiful Kennedy Boulevard. We are taping actually here on Wednesday night. The Lightning are taking on the Buffalo Sabres about six blocks from here, which is why we can't park. Nope. Which is why we're getting a little bit of a late start for us. But you guys wouldn't know that because it's podcast. This isn't real radio. A little behind the curtain for you. Just a little bit. So anyway, got a few things to go on this week. We're getting into that spring break season here in Tampa Bay which means lots of stuff to do, lots of places to go, lots of beaches to see. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Beer Week begins on f- Saturday? I Is think it it's Friday? Is it Friday or Saturday? Anyway, it's one of those, but it's all next week, and there's yes. like literally a million, trillion, billion events. Um, you can check them all out at uh, 813 Area. We'll have all of that content up for you. But one of the things that we wanted to talk, focus on and talk about tonight is the Synapse Innovation Summit, which is an event over at Amelie Arena on March 28th and 29th. And this is something different that really hasn't come to Tampa before. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to give it a little bit of a, a deeper discussion. I was pretty recently wondering if I can, like, where can I get Jeff Finnick and Bob Buckhorn and Ed Buckley and Rochelle Walk in one place at the same time? And damned if it's not here. You could probably get a high five from all of them at this event. It's such a great deal. Probably. It's going to be over two days at Amelie. You talk about conferences like this, about you know business development, and technology and things along those lines. And, it, you know, they can get a little wonky. They can be sort of focused on one specific niche mm-hmm. or area. You might feel uncomfortable walking around. This one is designed to take all of that away. You're bringing in business leaders like you've seen, like Brock mentioned, and guys like Vinick and yeah, Buckhorn yeah, and, you know, monsters. huge, huge people. But you're also bringing in speakers around what they're calling the thematic pavilion. So one of them will be about artificial intelligence. One of them might be about beer. Another one might be about robotics and how that could change things. Another could be... Um, There's a couple of law firms in there. Law firms, blockchain, you know, financial technology, so many different things. If you're looking to get involved or are already a part of the community, this is designed to to really be something that's never been done before. Mm-hmm. Mark Blumenthal, who is the person who's put it together, and we've you can go to A13 Area and check out what they've done and, and things along those lines. Would uh, this be fair to call be called a pan-business summit? Yes, it's very pan-business, and it's two days long. The night of the 28th, there's a huge thing involving like fireworks out on the patio, food trucks. Early bird tickets start at $199, but there is a discount code if you go here to 813area.com. That's about $25? About $25. Bucks. Well, there you, you go. Get, there is already a military rate for students and members of the military, so if you are one of our USFUT students, we tend to have a lot of those here on the podcast. Check that out. But the context you can make an event like this over two days are oh, well worth it. Invaluable. Yes. <laughs> just and, and just to be at, at an event where you're getting your name out there, you're talking to people that have similar interests that are trying to mm-hmm. do similar things to you, finding partners. If you're a small business looking for capital, if you've already done some things in the space, this is the event to go in and, and meet people and also, you know, look for mentors, look for people who can help you build bridges instead yeah. of walls. I mean, everybody knows something you don't. Exactly. Just something you may want to focus on. It is coming up in three weeks. It's March 20th and 29th. But you get, get your tickets now. This might be a sellout. They're going to get closer and closer to that point. So jump on top of it. And I think the longer you wait, the, the more the tickets go up, too. Yes. So definitely worth doing. Something really, really cool that's happening in Tampa. And so we're really proud to be a part of it. So, Brock, a few other things going on this week. Uh-huh. Shout out to our friends at Irish 31 who are giving away $20,000 to 20 different teachers, 1000 bucks at a time. I believe that's USF owned. 
Yes, owned by Jay Mize, member of the original 97 USF football team. But uh, there are four locations in Tampa Bay, are each given $1,000 to five different teachers. That's 20 Gs. They've partnered with the DeBartolo Foundation, the Bucks, Tampa, you know, the Bucks Foundation. So they've partnered with a bunch of different people to make sure that some teachers get some money. You can nominate a teacher right at 813area.com. Pretty yes. cool. Everybody knows that one teacher that was influential on you. If they're still out there, maybe throw them $1,000. 1000 bucks, 1000 bucks, yeah. kids. I don't tell you. And especially for you know what teachers have to go through. And, but it is for teachers that are Irish, influential, reliable, impassioned, selfless, and humble. Hmm. So there's a lot of those out there. So let's see if you can find a way to get them rewarded. We also have a couple other things. One of the articles that really did well with us this week, and people really seem to love it, is we wrote a piece about the move of Don Me Now Champagne Bar to Channel Side. So apparently you can shop at a women's boutique. Yes. And they... Give you champagne while you shop and you can drink. But they get that perk we do not normally. No. Like, I can't go to Brooks Brothers and get fitted. And while no, I'm getting no, no. fitted, sip on a, a they nice just, uh They just no. kind of look down their noses at you the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, But it's like people really seem to love this place. I had never even heard of it now, but it's called Don Me Now. It's moved to the Channel Side District. If you're a lady who likes a little higher end things and maybe a little, like, bachelorette party or yeah, girls' bubbly, lunch. Yeah. Yeah, a little bubbly. Sounds kind of fantastic. Hey, it's not just for women. Not just for women. No, not at all. One of my favorite things of Central Florida all year is the Florida Strawberry Festival in Plant City. And this weekend performing at the Florida Strawberry Festival is is Lee Greenwood. My absolute favorite artist of all time. And that's actually not a joke because if you walk into Brock's house, there is not only a gold record from Lee Greenwood, there was also a platinum record from Lee Greenwood hanging on the walls. Where's the platinum one? In the bathroom. Yes. It is not a that's, joke. That's not a reflection of Lee Greenwood. That's just, I like looking at it. He literally has a Lee Greenwood platinum record in his bathroom. Yes. Which is hysterical. But he, you know who else is also going to be performing? Hmm. Reba the Colonel McIntyre. Yes. And I really hope she does her whole set as the Colonel. Queen. I want to hear Fancy with that Southern drawl. Oh, yeah. And the bowl of time. So uh, Reba's going to be out there. Somebody else is going to be out there. Uh, there's another. Oh, Big and Rich is this weekend, too. Oh. So if um, you uh, like college football from 2007, there you go. <laughs> or poker. Definitely worth checking out the Strawberry Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cirque du Soleil. Jamie, our friend Jamie, went and wrote about Cirque du Soleil this weekend. He said it's still a great show. And there's still tickets available. So the back end of their stay, just until March 18th, mm-hmm. there's still seats available upstairs, downstairs, everywhere. Yeah, nothing but amazing things. A lot of my friends have uh, gone. And uh, apparently it's just, just as good as a regular you know, house show, Yeah, if not better. So check it out. What else? Uh, what it, about is there a beer festival coming up? Something about a beer week, perchance, maybe? Just That's seven possibly. days of beer. Seven? Actually, it's more than seven because it's like the third to the eleventh. I think it's like nine days of beer. Oh, well, in case you you know forget two or three of them. Right. So um, the starts uh, this weekend. At Co- Co- I never get this right. Cottonachobe Park. You know where it, I know where it is. It's downtown. But like, okay, so uh, two to five p.m. on Saturday. Kickoff Beer Week that way. There's also an, the Brewers Ball is another big event. I think that's on Sunday from 12 to 5 at Waterworks Park. So that's up a little oh, on yeah. the north side of the river. Close to Eulalie. Close to Eulalie. So that's going to be there. St. Pete has one as well. Tampa Bay Beer Week, the 8th Annual Craft Beer Fest, is over there on Saturday. 40 local breweries. It's a whole thing. It's in Dunedin. Definitely. Worth it. So like, mm. there is a ton of great beer events. If you love beer... And you live in Tampa. You live in the right city. You live in a fantastic place for beer, and this is the best week of the year for it. Of course, Hunapu's Day is coming up as well. That'll be next weekend. Uh, If you don't have a ticket, 
you might need to buy one yeah. somewhere else because I think they're sold out already. Start bribing your friends. At 200 bucks a ticket, and it's sold out like pretty quickly. But you do get four bottles of maybe the most delicious beer I've ever had in my life. So I've heard nothing but good things. It's it's pretty amazing. Um, at one point, you could they were scalping those bottles for like 150 bucks on Craigslist. Oh, easily, yeah. I mean, it was crazy. How it, I think it started to die down a little bit now, and mm-hmm. you know the market sort of tempered a little bit. But people would do insane, crazy things. Now, say um, I want. Maybe I want a beer, but maybe I want to look at some beautiful objects. Where are we going? Yes, no. uh, yes, it is Gasparilla Arts Festival this weekend as well. It's because there's not enough stuff going on downtown this time Absolutely. of year. Absolutely. So let's put the biggest arts festival in Tampa Bay just right on the river. They just don't want me to leave my house. <laughs> just Or stay out of my house. I was the other. Yeah, I mean, just grab your bike if you live close enough and then yeah. start pedaling around. You can hit a lot of different stuff this weekend. 250 artists. It's always a huge deal. If, if you're looking for... If you appreciate art at all, as just a as a just visually, that's fine. If you're looking to buy, though, it's also a fantastic spot to pick stuff up. So. Yes, I mean you, you can see anything from you know huge frescoes that are mobile to a beer can airplane. Yeah, I'm not joking. And right in the shadow of the beer can building. Yes. Yeah. So it's like buildings right there. Barrier Renaissance Festival this weekend. There's a Doctor Who costume contest. Vito, can you give me your favorites? Who's on the odds board to win the Doctor Who co- costume contest? Uh, it, it's always it always ends up being who can uh, gender bend um, the isn't Doctor Eleventh Doctor. Oh, I was gonna say isn't Doctor Who a woman now? Doctor Who is a woman now. Okay, uh, f- I'll actually be there on Saturday, so I'm very interested to see. This has are to you be- a judge? No. Oh. <laughs> Does this have to? I'm be- totally qualified to be a judge, but I need to I need to get my application <laughs> ready for the next time. So I'm confused. How was Doctor Who in the Renaissance era? It's not really. It's it's the time travelers weekend. Ah. So every weekend they do something special. So this one's it's time travelers, and then people will dress up as steampunk. It just kind of ends up flowing together. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so. Last thing here. We're going to do two sports stories here. The Tampa Bay Lightning stacked up all their chips and went all in. in. Hashtag all in. Acquired defenseman Ryan McDonough and forward JT Miller from the Rangers. They gave up picks. They gave up Nemestikov, who will be missed, but and a couple of prospects as well. But that is the Lightning clearly saying, we are the best team in hockey. We are taking no chances. We needed another defender. Yes. And they are going to absolutely make their this is they're making their run at the cup this year. I so. think they took all the Rays money. <laughs> and just like you know we're gonna have one good team in tampa right one well, pro team one good pro team because yes. we have another team in tampa that's actually doing really we well do right our now. roller derby team are they i have no idea okay well the usf women's basketball team may not skate however uh they have skated through conference play oh bump bump uh at I'm getting, I'm quit. getting shaking heads. I'm getting shaking heads all the way around here. They went 13 and three in conference play. They are right now the number 14 team in the RPI. Yes. Uh, so which means they might be hosting the first and second round of the NCAA tournament. If you have not been, if anybody got there two years ago when they hosted, they played LSU, and then they played Louisville in the Sun Dome. I think that was the two largest crowds we've seen in the Sun Dome. Mm-hmm. In a long time. Non-UConn crowds. Yes. Non-UConn crowds, yes, for sure. So there were there was, you know, six, seven thousand people there for those games. Mm-hmm. Loud. The loudest I've ever heard a game is I, I remember against LSU, Laura Ferrer made a three. That's the loudest I think the new Sundome has ever been. Mm-hmm. So they're playing great. They're heading up to Connecticut this weekend. They will play in the conference tournament, and then we gotta hope that they hang on enough and can somehow get one of the top four seeds in the NCAA tournament and they'll be able to host two games. It's a great event. Absolutely. Tickets were 
I think Tico bought all the tickets last time for people in the community to go out there and go. We mm-hmm. hope that somebody else steps up and finds a way because those tickets are paid, are charged by the NCAA. It's not like USF controls the price. Yes. So we got to hope that we can get that in there too. So uh, if you haven't seen that team, get on the bandwagon now. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. And so speaking of sports, Brock, yes. we are happy to welcome Bill Sutton, who runs the Jeff Vinnick MBA program at the University of South Florida. The Vinnick MBA program, I believe still, we'll check with bill here, but I believe it takes 20 kids a year. Mm-hmm. And what they do is, is they specialize for people to be, to work in sports, college, pro, whatever it is. And part of that is taking them out, internships, but they, they get a full MBA. I mean, it's, oh, it's, yeah, a, no, it's, it's a, a real degree. It is a prestigious degree. <laughs> it's that. a great degree. Yeah. But also, if you're trying to get a job in sports anywhere across the country, it's a fantastic degree. Using Jeff Vinnick's name in sports is uh, can help you out just a tiny bit. Ever so slightly. And I've had some friends who gradu- graduated from the program. It's done really wonderful things. If you want to get out there in the streets and, and really change a culture. And, of course, so many of these kids are USF undergrads anyway. But mm-hmm. they have ties to Tampa. And as Tampa continues to grow as a sports town with things like the college football playoff. The women's final four. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl is probably more important than the others, <laughs> quite honestly. I always forget. I, I always keep forgetting we're like two years away from like. Me selling my house for thousands of thousands of dollars. <laughs> All of us selling our houses for thousands of thousands of dollars for the week. And we'll have to like bunk up and then split. Oh, where was I? Uh, but yeah, so we got Super Bowls and things like those. So we're going to have another, we're going to have playoffs. By week is going to be Gasparilla, and then mm-hmm. the following week is going to be the Super Bowl. <laughs> Adds in two years. Yes. But events like that, having people that are well-versed in sports in a town that has become so sports-centric like Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. um, there are – I think there are over 300 events brought in by the Tampa Bay Sports Commission every year. It's something yeah. crazy. It's like insane. That. I mean, we have one of the best uh, college football teams regularly ranked in the top 25. We have women's basketball. Like you said, we have it. We're, we host the college football playoffs. Mm-hmm. We're having uh, Super Bowl coming up. Outback Bowl every year is always yeah, Outback Bowl. We're pro, uh, the St. Petersburg Bowl. Yeah. It always changes names. but <laughs> Looks like the Rays might be moving on the side of the bridge here pretty soon, yes, too. Uh, and that's going to be fantastic. Rays Bowl. Yeah. Apologies to our friends in St. Pete, but uh, we're pretty excited. It's closer to, to my house. Sorry. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's closer, and it's closer to more people's houses, which is why they're moving over here. Uh-huh. So we'll see. But as more and more people get involved in sports in Tampa Bay, and it becomes a more important part of the culture and the economy, uh, we thought having Bill on to talk about the people that are bringing that event and how that growth is happening. Mm-hmm. And Bill's been in the sports industry for I mean, decades across the country as an advisor, as a consultant, as a professor. So we'll get into his story. And with that, we bring on Bill Sutton from the USF Vinnick MBA program. Sutton, welcome to the 813 Area Podcast. Thank you for having me. So you are, what is your title with the Vinnick MBA program? I am the founding director. Founding director. And a professor in the Department of Marketing. Excellent. So you take between 25 and 30 students a year mm-hmm. to specialize in sports management, sports education. So you get your MBA degree, but it's with a specialty and emphasis in sports. And I've seen so many kids go through your program, and I see them in London, and I see them in LA, and I yeah. see them on Twitter all over the country. So if you're a student coming in, it's a two-year program. What's, your, what's that two years like for you? It's the fastest two years of your life. <laughs> it's like running a marathon if you were a sprinter. Okay. That's how I would describe it. Um, the goal of the program when we founded it was to provide 
a way for students to learn while they're going to school mm-hmm. and at the same time benefit the organizations that we're employing them. In fact, I, I will sit here and tell you that the program is where the brainchild of Jeff Vinnick really? and Todd Lewicki. They actually went to the provost and talked to the provost about creating a program. And the provost had been in the sport management area at the University of Memphis, so he was familiar with it. And so they had this vision that students would come, they would go to school, they would take what they learned and bring it to the lightning, and then take the issues of the lightning and bring it back to the classroom. And it's just been a beautiful thing. So when I was hired, I was hired and we said we have these 10 opportunities at the lightning. Well, then we had to find other partners and we were able to find, we probably have 30 residency partners. You know, we have... Fanatics now that was Majestic. We mm-hmm. have the Rays. We have the Buccaneers. We have the Sports Commission. We have Seminole Hard Rock. We have Feld. Just, you know, we're at USF Athletics. We've got a lot of really amazing opportunities. So if you're a student coming into this program, do you sort of have an idea of what you want to do and where you, you want to go? You have an idea, it? and it's not uncommon for your idea to morph. <laughs> like we just, you know, we do this class trip every year. We take the students to L.A. for a week. And... The premise behind that is it's a networking trip, and we show them everything that's out there. We give them a, a view of everything that's out there. So, like, January we went to – we started off with the Oakview Group, which is Tim Lewicki's group mm-hmm. that's involved with the hockey team going to Seattle oh, and, okay. and renovating Key Arena. Okay. Then we went to AEG and LA Live, and we went to Ticketmaster, and we went to Legends, and we went to the Dodgers, and we went to uh, Premier Partnerships. And we've gone to Fox before, we've gone to UCLA. It's just, we try and give the students an, an idea of these are all the possibilities. Are you sure what you think you want to do is what you want to do? Or if not, we expose them to something else. Gotcha. Um, what's the classwork like for these? Is it, you know, are you in a finance class or in a Calc 2 class? Or how does that work? Well, for them as it's well? an MBA and an MS. Okay. So the MBA, you're in a traditional MBA curriculum. Mm-hmm. And you take the same MBA courses as anybody getting an MBA. Okay. The MS side is where we take the knowledge that you got in the MBA side and we apply it. So you, if you had a, if you have a marketing, then you come to sport marketing. So you already understand marketing. Now we put it in a context. And like my, I teach my marketing class. This is a semester I teach my marketing class. So we have two big projects. One is Fox Sports University mm-hmm. that we participate in through Fox Sports Florida. And you have you divide the students up into five teams and they've given an assignment by Fox, and they compete against each other, and the winning team has their idea made into the creative commercial for Fox. Oh, wow. So, yeah, and this year it's challenging because this year our client is the Marlins. (laughs) So That That could be a tough one. That could be a tough one. And so the students will be trying to create a tune-in campaign for people to watch the Marlins. Oh, yeah. It's a tough way to get an A, isn't it? Hey, yeah. In their other project, we do one every year. We do a sponsorship activation project, and we do it for a client. So this year, our client is the Minnesota Timberwolves. So we have 13 sponsorship categories, and the students have to do their research and decide which brand is the best brand within that category. So if it's... uh, if it's automotive, is it Toyota? Which one's the best fit? So they figure that out, and then they have to create these six activation platforms. Now, the thing I really like about it is the Timberwolves then fly in, and they grade the students. Wow. So you got real skin in the game. And they pay us. 
<laughs> oh, best it, of both worlds. Yeah. So it's the best of both worlds. And that's the money that helps fund our trips to L.A. and our trips to London this past year. So the students are actually sort of working to pay for that travel yeah. as part of their program. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's an amazing benefit. Yeah. So if you're working with the Minnesota Timberwolves, you can go, oh, Carl Anthony Towns, you've got a marketable mm-hmm. star to sell. You know, it's a, a market that cares about basketball. If you're down there in Miami right now, there's already a lot of antipathy against uh, Mr. Jeter and his program. But again, the Marlon Stevie contract is coming up, I know, as well. And that's going to be a big reason why they would want to get that push. They want to sell back to the community. What's the difference when you're going into a positive situation and a negative situation? Because you can't be negative and you you can't address players. You have to say... Here's here's why watching the Marlins is fun. Here's why you should do this as a family. Here's why this is a great way for you to spend time with your significant other. I mean, you have to go opposite, and you can't really talk about the play, right? So you don't you don't get into specifics, or you know, come you know, you'd be jerking around saying, "Come see the players you missed," or "Come see <laughs> they're coming back to town. Come by, come watch them when they come back." So you stay away from the performance aspects of it, which is in sport marketing. That's the challenge. So you're around USF every day. You see the marketing things that they're doing. They have a women's basketball team that's certainly, you know, very marketable. They have a, yeah. a football team that has, you know, won 21 games the last two mm-hmm. seasons. They are, you know, moving. And it seems like season tickets are starting to move in the right direction. What changed for USF? Is it is, you know, I've always I've always heard that you know. People who work in ticket sales and in athletics say, you know, I get a paycheck and then I get a bonus, but my bonus is based on stuff that I don't always control and stuff that's outside of my So, you know, I chaired the search committee to bring in Mark Harlan. Mm -hmm. and I was there for that. I was there for that meeting. And I was uh, looking for somebody who could come in and wouldn't have an excuse. So somebody didn't have a football stadium on campus. Somebody had to bus students to games. Somebody played in a pro market. And so... He checked all those boxes, and he's been phenomenal. He's been great, and he's hired some really good people. But the thing we did with ticketing is it takes a lot of bodies to sell tickets. And usually an athletic department is not going to have the staffing and the resources to do that. So we outsourced ticketing, and ticketing went to the Aspire Group. And so we have a, a eight or nine salespeople that are here from the Aspire Group, and the Aspire Group receives a percentage of the revenue they generate, which is probably an easier way for us to do it now. In time... You know, Mark would have the option of bringing it back in house if that's what he wanted to do. But you know, we'll have to see how it goes. So it looks like things in, at USF are on the upswing. But with your program, you're, you're sending all of these students out into the ether, into the universe, mm-hmm. and then Tampa, who has become more and more of a sports market every single day, you bring you know college football national championship, NHL All Star game, you know women's yeah. Final Fours, other big events in the area, the NCAA tournament's coming back in a couple of years. These people all going out into the ether. Do you expect some of them to come back and start to try and build in this community at some point? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No question. In fact, sometimes it's hard to get the students to want to leave Tampa. (laughs) And I just say it's that old Sam Kinison line, you know, there's no food, go where the food is. Right. You have to go where the jobs are. And so I'm meeting with a couple of students tonight. I mean, one really wants to stay here. And she's already got a job offer somewhere else. And so I said, well, go to your residency host and say you have another job offer and see if there's any plans for you to be able to stay. Gotcha. So sometimes it's tough, but you know, I would be, I would have to point out, you know, I've I've done a sport management program in Pittsburgh, Columbus, Ohio, Amherst, Massachusetts, Orlando, and here, and by far this is the best place I've ever had to do a program. By why, far. Why is that? The diversity of the sports offerings here, the affinity for the university here, 
in the talent in the marketplace that understands that, hey, this is a good thing to hire these students for a year and let them work and get experience and, and help make my organization better. So there's they're really thinking about these things holistically yeah. about the city. That's like really interesting. Next week, our students will be working at Valspar all week. Oh, wow. They work the NHL All-Star game. In fact, it was interesting. They actually worked the NHL All-Star game. And the director, the vice president of special events for the NHL All-Star Game was a student of mine 30 years ago at Robert Morris. <laughs> wow. So that was that was full circle. And then, you know, I'd be remiss. I mean, Rob Higgins is the best I've seen at what he does. I've I, never seen anybody anywhere near as good as this guy. And the events that we're able to attract here, I mean, they're the envy of everybody else. So Rob was the f- inaugural guest on this podcast he's <laughs> about best. six, seven weeks ago. And he is um, he's an amazing guy. And just sort of like the force of his hard work and personality. Yeah. And, and you see that staff over there at, yeah. at the Sports Commission. They don't turn anybody over. Like no. people stay there for yeah. ever and ever and ever. Because, and in a business like sports that has so much turnover, I think it shows yeah. below the end. It's what people talk about. I mean, it's Rob, but it's also this city just really yeah. has a draw for a lot of people. And it's exciting. The events he gets are exciting. I mean, it's not like yeah. you're getting a division three, you know, whatever. But, I mean, right. you're getting big events. Yeah. And, I mean, when, when we did the college football championship here, it was great. But I had to go, like, 15 miles out of town to go have dinner unless I wanted to wear orange. <laughs> That's true. And the clubs of people spent some money here. And it was, it was great. And I think that was almost, like, what sort of reintroduced Tampa and the Riverwalk and, yeah. you know, having the Yacht Village Absolutely. out there. People could see those images across the country go, hey, Tampa's really right. shaking things up and now. You know, we see, and it just continues to add that part of town. You know, now you've got Armature Works and you've got, you know, all food halls and, yeah. you know, all these spaces. And hey, it's just changing everything. If you really want it in a nutshell, remember this. We sold out the Women's Final Four on Easter Sunday. Yeah, that's right. That's an accomplishment. Absolutely. I forgot about that. I was there that, for that, too. That was I was fun. there, too. That's an accomplishment. <laughs> Absolutely. You have a speaker series coming up yourself in yes. October. What can you tell us about that, and who's going to be there? I'll tease Maybe. I'll tease a couple for you. Wow, that's fantastic. We're going to have Dan, Dan Reed, who is the president of Facebook Sports. Wow. Which I think would be really interesting for people to hear. We're going to have Jerry Colangelo, former president of USA Basketball, former owner and founder of the Phoenix Suns. We're going to have Jay Perry, who's the CEO of the WNBA. Oh, wow. And I'm working on a surprise. A surprise? Well, considering who you've already landed, a surprise must be really, really good then, because that's a pretty impressive group to bring to a speaker The surprise will be, yeah, the surprise will be really amazing. Good. Yeah. That's fantastic. What do you see sports as being a part of T- Tampa's growth into the future? Do you, I mean, we've, we've seen the Rowdies trying, they're trying to get into the MLS picture, um, bringing on some additional ownership to try and make that happen. Uh, the Rays looking over on the side of the bridge. What do you see as the next evolution of growth for sports holistically in Tampa? Um, I can see with the Rays moving over here in the Ebor area, I could see soccer and then hopefully an MLS franchise really taking a big foothold in St. Pete and really making St. Pete rock. I think the one thing that holds us back as a, as a community is tra- transportation. <laughs> I mean, that was last week's podcast, actually. <laughs> you know, I'll sit here and tell you, I've, you know, I'm invited to a Rays game. Mm-hmm. I live in New Tampa. Oh. All right. So I leave my house 705 game. I leave my house at 5. Right. 6.30, I'm at International Mall. <laughs> so I turn around and go home. Uh, that's the problem. I mean, just think if we had a water taxi. Yeah. I mean, Pittsburgh, for God's sake, has a water taxi and only has to go two football fields. Right. 
I mean, he goes from a parking area over to the stadium, drops people off, comes back, keeps doing it. And I mean, there's just ways to do things, and we just haven't kept up with it. But I'd like to see that happen. I'd like to see some kind of a monorail system come here. It would be that's the future, uh, is connecting people and getting a variety of people to come here. And I think all of us who live in Tampa, we all say we love this place. It's an amazing city. We do. I I never leave. Oh yeah, I live. I'm fortunate enough to live sort of in the core. I'm like a mile and a half from here. So for me, I'm in the core downtown. I can bike. I can walk. It's a little easier. But if you're up in New Tampa or Carrollwood or out in Brandon, yeah. it's just the the ability to interact as a region. It's it just a real challenge. So. And I would like to see us better linked to Orlando. So if people want to go to a Magic game, you know, yeah. same thing. If I leave, if I go to Orlando, I usually go the night before and spend the night. Yeah. Because then I don't have anything. And I, and I bought a Tesla. <laughs> and I'm thinking my range on the Tesla is 240. So can I make it to Orlando and back? You can definitely depending get on there. The traffic. Yeah, depending <laughs> on the traffic. So whenever I go... I always stop and charge on the way back because you never know. It's just so iffy. But it really affects the sports and how people consume here. No question about it. So when you're pitching a Super Bowl, when they're coming in for things like that, one of the things that they're looking at is transit, for sure. Mm-hmm. I know that there's a World Cup bid that's being put together right yep. now, and transit's going to be a part of that. So it does affect your business just as much as it does everywhere else in the region. Yeah, you know, I'm going to Final Four in San Antonio this year, mm-hmm. and they don't, have, they don't have a transit system. Okay. So I mean, but they have a bazillion hotels downtown that you can walk to from the from the dome. So that right. works. Same thing as New Orleans, where it's that same yeah. kind of setup. Where yeah, absolutely. Okay. In LA, you know, I was just in LA for the NBA All Star Game. That was a nightmare. I really? spent three hundred dollars on Uber in three days. <laughs> I can believe and it. One was an eight miles, seventy five dollar hour and fifty minute trip. Wow. Yeah. So I'm going to guess you were staying like downtown and headed out towards was, the beach somewhere. I was headed downtown and I was only oh. going to West Hollywood. Oh, my God. You know, the whole thing with Vinick with the uh, residential, the retail, the medical, the sports, the entertainment, the water. It's going to be an amazing complex. Amazing. Yeah, we are actually moving our offices today to make room for that complex. We're moving back over here to Tampa Bay Waves, so we're excited to, to be a part of that. Bill, I want to thank you for coming in and talking about sports and things in your program mm-hmm. in, in Tampa Bay. What We always ask, what is one thing that you'd like to share about Tampa that you don't think people know that that needs to be sold to the world? If you got a 30-second elevator pitch about Tampa, what do you say to someone who doesn't really, isn't really familiar with the area? You're close to the water. It's a very galvanized city that moves progressively forward. And we have an amazing collection of great restaurants. It's getting better and better every day. Oh, man. If you can't eat in this town, you're doing it wrong. It's so good. And then USF is, it's a big school, but it's a, it's a, it's a manageable school. It's a friendly school. And it's a school where you can navigate your way and you can have a great experience if you're a student. Does the preeminent status, you think, absolutely that helps, helps. As well? Absolutely helps. Really? But great, stable leadership. You know, helps as well. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Bill. Thank you. And that was great with Bill uh, with the uh, Jeff Phoenix Sports MBA program over at USF. Really interesting stuff. Glad to have him aboard. Mm-hmm. And we are very lucky to have a program like that, bringing people not only to Tampa, but hoping to bring better experiences to the city as well. Absolutely. So with that, we want to thank you guys. We will probably be a day or two behind next week. We're actually moving offices. We are yeah. heading back here. We're heading back where we started. We started in this office here at the Tampa Bay Wave years ago. We have moved away. We fixed some office space somewhere else. And now we 
we are coming back, except this time we're getting all four. Yeah. So we are very excited. We may have a bank vault. <laughs> there may be a bank vault involved. We that, will, f- that was up with his recording studio. <laughs> so with that, we want to thank you guys for listening. Please like, share this podcast. We're getting cool people. We're doing fun, interesting things. Yeah. But we're, every week we're keeping this short and fun and easy. We want you guys to share it and let other people know what we're doing. So stick it out there on social media. Tag us. You can tag at 813area. Uh, you can at us as well. Brock is at B.A. Bjorn on Twitter. You can at me at Colin Sherwin. I used to be verified and I changed my name and now like they took away my blue check mark and I'm very sad about it. So if anybody on Twitter out there knows how to get my blue check mark back because I changed my name and now I don't take blue check marks anymore, holler at me because it makes me very sad. I used to be more important and now I'm not. Yeah, mm. it was never really important. <laughs> okay. But um want to thank you guys for listening and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.